Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our host, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode 206 of the Beers and Bible Podcast. I am Michael. And I'm Anthony. And this is week number two in Galatians. We're actually getting into the text this week. That's the plan, anyway. That's the plan. We don't hey, know how you, long this is going to take us, but it's going to be less than 19 months. We hope. Can you do me a huge favor? Yes. Whatever light you had off just now, don't ever do that again. I couldn't see you <laughs> in your video. Well, it's funny. All I did was click oh, was it my, your, your page. I got was it in dark mode, and it was... Oh, yeah. God. Gosh, I was like... It felt like I was talking to the evil, to the emperor from Star Wars. Listen to me. Bam. <laughs> okay, I won't um, do that again. Oh I my promise. gosh. That's crazy. Okay, no. so it's uh, we're recording on a Sunday, just scheduling things. Didn't work out for us to get in, in on Thursday, um, which is fine. Well, it happens. Yeah. Life happens. Um, but we're here. We're here for you, listener of the Beers and That's Bible right. Podcast. We're going to keep this going. Yep. <laughs> as long as we have stuff to talk about, we will continue to release episodes, which the Bible I mean, is I, a pretty deep. I was about bowl. to say after the after Galatians, how many books will we have done? Five? Five. Six? Yeah, maybe. Five or six. Let's see here. Lamentations, Habakkuk, First Peter, Philippians, Galatians. Yeah, so five. five. So we'll have what sixty one books left to 61 do. Sixty one books left. Some short, much shorter than others. So we're good. We yeah, have plenty of plenty of content. Con- content we're good on. So um we, we can talk about our weeks. How's How your week been, man? Yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um had to travel for work, um, which is a rarity for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, did did the work, came home, had a couple of days off. It was my wife's birthday this weekend, so we celebrated her and um she turned twenty nine again. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's you're just 29 favorite. too, huh? Yeah, my that's my favorite joke. Um, but we had a good time, had a just a good semi relaxing weekend, and we're going to get back into the swing of things tomorrow. And, um, hopefully it'll stop being so cold. It's been, you know, down in the teens and stuff here. Um, where I was for work, it like sleeted mm-hmm. one night, and so I went out to the truck from the hotel and like. The windshield was covered in ice and one like one the driver's side was frozen shut. Mm. Um the tailgate was <laughs> like I had to like d- elbow drop the tailgate to get the ice <laughs> off of it so I could get underneath the uh bed cover to open the tailgate. So that was fun. Oh, um that's funny. But yeah, it was a uh it was a good time. But we're back. We're here. So how about we're you? Back. How's your week been? Oh, it's been, uh, we've been battling the cold too. So, um, 
I'm down here near the water in Alabama, and anytime there's even the possibility of a chance of maybe thinking about snow, they're like, shut everything down, you know, because we're not equipped at all. If the weatherman mentions snow, it's like, oh, gosh. (laughs) So we had a day off uh, this week. Well, I didn't. I still we still went to work. But schools were out and all of all of government shut down. And so Uh it was, uh, you know, all of that stuff happened. But other than that, it's just been uh, it's been a cold week, which, you know, after the summer, the the heat of the summer that we had this last year, I was talking with a friend of mine and he was like, you know, I knew this was going to be a cold winter. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going anywhere for about four or five more weeks. I'm like, don't say that because it's like I mean, it's that bone chilling, like windy cold. Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if the wind wasn't blowing, mm-hmm. but the wind is always blowing. Yes. Like I could deal with like, I could even deal with like 15, 20 degrees if there's no wind. But and as soon as that wind, as soon as that wind kicks in, you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> I am going to die. Yes. Um, I don't know how so. you like Northern people deal with it. Like, I mean, I can't imagine it being, you know, negative five or negative 10 and the wind blowing. And yeah. you're outside like, doo, 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 I'm going to work. And I'm like, no, you're insane. <laughs> yeah. I love it on the weather apps where it says like it's 20 degrees, but it feels like 10. And I'm like, yes. it is 10. If it feels <laughs> like it, it is it. Um, that is what it is. Yep. So, but. Well, it's good to catch up, but we're here to drink beer tonight. And I've been dropping hints on this one. I'm doing it tonight. I know Michael said he couldn't find it or hadn't found it yet, which I looked it up. It's limited release, so it's entirely possible that it's not around there. Well, I haven't really looked for it either. So, I mean, I haven't gone out of my way to find it. Well, we'll find out tonight if you should go out of your way to find it or not. Yeah, if it's not any good, I'm not going to waste my time. (laughs) But if it is good, then I will... I will hunt it down. What stinks yes. is I was just down in, I was in Mississippi about two hours from you. I probably could have found it down there. Probably. I got to tell you a story about that. So, um, okay. We drove down on Sunday and um, go to the Walmart to get like a case of water and I needed contact lens solution or something. And I just like, I was wanted to get like just yingling to have in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. They did not have yingling in Walmart. In Hattiesburg? In Hattiesburg. See, that's surprising to me because Hattiesburg is a college town. I know. They didn't have Yingling. And I wonder if uh, Yingling just doesn't ship to Mississippi. It's possible. Which is weird. pretty backward state. Because they ship to Alabama and Florida, I think. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, weird. I'm, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. They didn't have regular Yinglings in a six pack. That's what oh, it was. Okay. They had like. 12s and 24s, and I'm like, I am not bringing... Now, that's par for the course. There's not a lot of six-packs in college towns. <laughs> I'm not bringing a, uh, you know, 18 beers home with me from this work trip. Of course not. You drink them. You got well, two days. <laughs> I, no, I didn't need to do that. Long days. Anyway, so so you're going to drink the unicorn fart... Uh, after dark. After dark. Yes, I am. Well, Pastryarchy. You've you've told us about it, but why don't you give us a rundown again? Yeah, so this is a uh, it's called Unicorn Farts After Dark. It is a pastryarchy line from Duclaw Brewing up there in Baltimore, Maryland. 
It is a chocolate cinnamon crunch breakfast stout. Mm-hmm. So all of that sounds delicious. Um, the the thing that was interesting about Unicorn Farts was it had the edible glitter in it. Uh-huh. Um, this one allegedly has gold edible glitter in it. Okay. So we're going to see. Um, For a second, I thought you were going to say like edible gold, and I was like, <laughs> I would filter that out before I drink it. <laughs> Make some money off of this thing. But I also realized that they do these uh, brews right here in conjunction with Diablo Donuts. So if you're from the Baltimore area and you know what Diablo Donuts is, tell us if they're any good. Um, because is this like that place that did the like cinnamon buns that I had a few like a while back? They like maybe it's it sounds similar. I, I don't think it's a, it's obviously not the same place, but um, it's kind of the same idea. It mm-hmm. sounds like maybe it's a bakery or something from yep. around there. So that's what I've got. I've got the uh, unicorn farts after dark. Uh, chocolate cinnamon crunch breakfast stout. What you gonna drink tonight? So I um am going out on a limb. New brewery to the podcast from Bearded Iris Brewing Company, based in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I have the Flamingo Road Fruited Sour. It is a um, it's a fruited sour. Um. Tart, strawberry, and raspberry is listed here on the can. And the website has a description here. Um, Not all who wander are lost, so take your time on this one. Intriguingly tart, refreshingly fruited, a meandering path through strawberries and raspberries just for you. Um, Comes in at 5% ABV. Um, I'm probably going to really enjoy this because I like tarts and... um, Strawberries and raspberries are good flavors for me. So nice. Um, so I'm excited about this one. Fun fact: This is actually the second bearded iris beer that we've done. Is it? I did one almost twenty episodes ago. The pep talk lager was from bearded iris. Was it really? When oh. you said that, I was like, I was like, that sounds familiar. I think I've done one of those. Yeah, pep talk lager. And they did good. They got, they got four Luthers on on that. So apologies, yeah. bearded iris. I. <laughs> had no (laughs) recollection of this at all it's the first time michael has ever done a bearded iris (laughs) it's really the first time i remember seeing it but i also again haven't looked that hard so yeah so well we should crack them open and drink them see how they taste we should do that here we go three two one crack so in full disclosure i gave my wife she had a friend over here earlier and they wanted to try it so I gave them one, and when I gave it to them, I sniffed it. I didn't taste it, but I sniffed it. And I really liked the smell. Okay. I've got to wait for a second. I've got a little bit of foam action going on over here. I'm going to turn my light on super bright here. See if I can see the gold glitter in this thing. That thing is dark. You're not going to see nothing. I know. Maybe look in the bottom. Nope. I can't I see anything. I mean, they could say there's a hundred dollars in there. You'd never find it. <laughs> that thing is that thing is like coffee. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to get a flashlight out, like a like a, one of those high powered flashlights. Let's see if I can see some. No, I can't even see it on the on the can, like the stuff you can actually see through on the can. I'm just gonna have to believe them. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they're telling me the truth that they put gold glitter in this beer. So, because I don't see it. Mine smells like 
just like Welch's grape juice or apple juice, Ooh. which it doesn't have either of those flavors in it. So I'm a little concerned. <laughs> it's strawberry <laughs> and to... raspberry. <laughs> Maybe strawberry and raspberry mixed together is just apple juice. Or grape Maybe juice, we've been yeah. lied to our whole time, our whole lives. Maybe so. The earth yeah, is flat and... Oh, that I don't believe, but <laughs> I'm not on board with that. <laughs> Me That's neither. A, okay. All right. Well, let's drink. I've got an, I've got more to pour up, but mine's mine's a cool color. Nice. Oh, it is a cool color. It's a nice amber color. Yeah. Sweet. It's, it's, it's more pink in, in the room, but yeah, oh, okay. it, it's got it's got a good amber hue with a little bit of pink in it. So nice. Well, cheers. Bottoms up. I can go. Go ahead. So um Flamingo Road, the flavor is really nice. Um, it is very, very light. Um, so you would definitely need to pace yourself drinking these. Um the combination of strawberry and raspberry, I'm not getting individual flavors of either. Okay. But the combination of the two is really, really pleasant. Um, it does have a bit of like an almost artificial sweetness to it. I don't know where that came from, but it kind of tastes like. One second. I mean, it kind of t- almost, and this may just be like my brain convincing me that this is what it is, but it kind of tastes like jelly a little bit, like, oh, the, okay. art- like the artificial sweetness of jelly, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, which I don't hate. I- I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I don't dislike it. It's just not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's really light. Um. Again, it's it's really nice. I, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Um, I wish it was a little, maybe a little more tart than it is. Um, yeah. It says that it's tart on the, it says it's a fruited sour, says it's tart right on the can. Um, but it's almost too sweet to be tart for me, so it's going to get a little bit of a deduction on that. Mm-hmm. But all in all, pleasant experience. Um, I think I... My initial thought was three and a half, and I think that's where I'm going to land tonight. Is at three and a half Luthers. So nice, three and a half. Um, that's that's in that good, not great range. Um, like not upset about having more, but not sure if I'll go back and get it again. But yeah, so still yeah. still pretty good. So the pumpkin, nah, I say pumpkin. The wow. unicorn farts. That's that's not even that's not <laughs> I was, even close to it. I was you're looking drinking. at something else on Duke Hall's website and it said pumpkin and it was in my brain for a second. The unicorn farts. Okay. Um this is not as good as the sour. Not gonna told you that. Yeah. And it's also a little lacking for a stout, in my opinion. Okay. It's basically like a regular stout, maybe with a little extra chocolate. Um, mm. I don't get hardly any cinnamon. That's really disappointing. It is because, like, the cinnamon and chocolate mixed together, I was thinking, like, I was ready for it. Um, and I love cinnamon toast crunch. And so I was like, oh, please tell me this is going to be cinnamon toast crunch with chocolate milk, like that flavor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it is not. Um, it's very coffee heavy to me. 
Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe they use dark chocolate, and that's what I'm getting kind of as a coffee flavor. That's possible. It doesn't say what kind of chocolate they used. It just says, yeah, alluring notes of chocolate and spiced cinnamon, a beautifully dark on the original Unicorn Farts collaboration between Duke Law Brewing and Diablo Donuts. Mm. So this is kind of a letdown. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. Um, if As far as stouts go, it's good. It has a good it has a good stout texture and if it were if they were just said this is a regular stout with chocolate flavor on it i probably would have been like okay this is exactly what they said um but it's just i don't know maybe i'm i'm a little let down because i built it up for like 2 weeks and and now i'm mm-hmm. i'm like man <laughs> um but i'm going to come in i'm going to give this one three and a half luthers as well because mm-hmm. It's a decent stout, and I'm not. I'm usually a little harder on stouts because they're not my favorite. Um, but the, it not having cinnamon, at least at least a noticeable cinnamon flavor to me, and not having a noticeable cinnamon flavor is is pretty significant points off. Because I mean, like they're touting it like it's a cinnamon flavor, and also I can't. Are see you tasting? Butter. Are you tasting any cinnamon? None. Like. Cinnamon is a very unique flavor. And when you add it to something, it's like you can notice it to me. Yeah. At least you should be able to. It kind of mm-hmm. seems it kind of seems like they put like a teaspoon of cinnamon in for a giant vat of a beer. Maybe. Yeah, there's just I, I mean, like it's all chocolatey coffee flavor. Yeah. Which is me. the standard stout flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to keep keep seeing if there's anything else that comes but right now there there's no cinnamon flavor at all and so you know i think if i'd have got the cinnamon flavor i probably would have given it four mm-hmm. maybe four and a half if it had been there but just not being there i mean like it's it's a three and a half at best um and i, I feel like i'm being a little bit nice giving it three and a half because it's it's just a a regular old standard stout i mean it's it's there's really not much special about this at all right so sorry it is what it is that's Um, disappointing it is a little disappointing but i'll give it three and a half for right now i may revise later we'll see um but yeah the the unicorn farts after dark slightly let down on that one It, it is a decent beer i mean for a stout it's a decent beer and i've got the i feel like i have something like sand not sand there's uh, maybe the glitter's in there because I can feel it. Um, there's something lingering in my mouth that I don't know what it is, but it's still not cinnamon flavored. Like even if you said that the gold glitter was just cinnamon or the cinnamon was gold glitter, whatever, I don't care. Get the flavor in there. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're going to say it's in there, get it in there. So yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Three and a half. I think is where I'm going to land. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, But we're going to take a short break, and uh, after this break, we are going to dive in. We're going to tackle the first five verses of Galatians tonight. We're going to talk through the intro. Uh, So hang around with us, and we will be right back.
welcome back to this week's episode of the Beers and Bubble podcast. Anthony and I are still drinking our average beers. Um, I'd say average tonight. I stopped short of saying enjoying because there's <laughs> parts of it that are good, but parts of it that aren't so good. So anyway, um, so tonight, as Anthony alluded to before the break, we are getting in, or it may have been back before we did the beer review. I don't remember, but... Um, we're getting into the text of Galatians tonight. Uh, we are starting um, with basically the introduction of Galatians um, that Paul lays out um, as he uh, uh, starts the letter. Um, and it's been so long since we've done a verse-by-verse study through a book, um, I'm having to remind myself how we did this. So... Um, <laughs> What we'll do each week is we will read the section that we are going through from the beginning. Uh, we'll 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 read the section, the passage, and then we'll kind of dissect it mm-hmm. um, through the discussion time after you know when we get to this part. So, um, so let's get into it. So, um, Galatians chapter one, verse one through five. This is the greeting. Um, in the intro to the book of Galatians. Uh, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, let's go home. Let's get... (laughs) I mean, there's there's sometimes when, like, you you see the... um, You'll see, like, in um, memes or something, it's like, uh, pastor just read for 45 minutes and then sent us home. It's like, sometimes that's all you need. Um, That's right. (laughs) So that's not what we're going to do. Obviously, we're going to dive into it a little bit more here. So, um, yep. Anthony, why don't you start us off here? And will you? Um, I I didn't have it noted here. What version of the Bible was that? So this is the ESV. ESV. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is the ESV. Yeah. Okay. Whatever version you're working from, work from it. Um, a couple of versions that I like are the CSB, Christian Standard mm-hmm. Bible. Yep. Um, and the NKJV, the new King, actually the new King James version is a really good translation. Um, because it, it still holds to a lot of the, the textual, um, strictness that like the ESV holds to. Yeah. Um, but to me the the new King James is actually a little bit, a little bit more readable in some places. Um, I like the new American standard and but it's it's very very choppy to read if you've ever done it. So mm-hmm. that's just you know. But when you when you when you are studying scripture, it's always good to have multiple versions. Um, yeah, you know. But when I when I come down, typically when I read or if I'm you know doing something like this, I will stick pretty much stick with the ESV most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my poison of choice, if you will. So, 
but uh but yeah so the first couple of verses let's talk about it here this uh what we have here um we're gonna have kind of three little breakdowns inside of these five verses the first one's gonna be the messenger who is sent we're gonna identify that as paul um and then we're gonna have the message that he proclaims um which we're gonna talk about in verses three through five um which is basically the gospel and then we're gonna talk about what that message is it's the gospel that is mercy on display um, so let's get into here to the first couple of verses, um, and let's talk about Paul. Paul, he starts off this book just laying out his credentials, and mm-hmm. and we we hit on this a little bit last week, but um, you know he's doing this to to basically combat what he had been told of what the Judaizers were saying about him. You know, they're saying he's not an apostle, he's not this, or or why should we trust him? Um, and so he just, he throws out his credentials very first. Um, it's really like, it's honestly, if you read other letters of Paul, this is, this is kind of short. Like this is, he's kind there's, there's a little bit of aggravation. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause he's like Paul an apostle, not from men nor through men, but from Jesus, you know, it's, it's almost got that. Like he's like, he's raised his voice a little bit. Um, but he calls himself an apostle to establish where his apostleship comes from. So it's important to understand that that in this time, like to carry the title apostle, you had to meet certain qualifications, even in this time. Okay. Um, they were t- typically identified by their relationship to Jesus, specifically seeing the risen Christ. Okay. And so you definitely have the 12 disciples, well, 11 mm-hmm. disciples, um, after you get rid of Judas, um, that saw him. Those those are definitely some of the first apostles. But the you know, Scripture says when you go through Acts that he appeared to over five hundred people. So there are at least five hundred people who have the at least some qualification to say, "Hey, I'm an apostle." You know, um, but it was more than just seeing the risen Christ. It was somebody who was identified with him in his life, in his discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, they were you know, in this time Jesus would have been a rabbi, and so they would have sat under his teaching and those people would have known who they who these men were at that time. And so um you know claiming an apostleship is is not like it is when you hear when you see on Facebook that apostle such and such is going to be in your town doing ministry healings, you know, um there is a 99.99999% chance that that guy is not actually a legitimate apostle, biblically speaking. Um, and so um, it's it's one of those things where Paul was saying that because he wasn't, he he's chronologically after the, at the apostles who were there at the resurrection of Christ, he still fits into this mold even though he's not defined the same way that they would have been, because let's go back to Acts chapter nine. What happened to Paul on the Damascus road, other than blinding lights, scales and him going, who are you? And he's like, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. So mm-hmm. he does see in the Damascus road encounter, the risen Lord. And, and so there is that qualification that is met. And so, Paul sees himself as an apostle, and he is an apostle because Jesus specifically gives him a message to go out and and to preach, and that's what an apostle is. It is a messenger. It is a sent one. 
And so, so in in some aspects, every Christian believer is a type of apostle, but I don't know that we can claim the mantle of calling ourselves Apostle Anthony and Apostle Michael, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> so... But uh, but Paul's apostleship, just like I said, he he defines it as not coming from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ. And this is a this is a comment that that I really liked that R.C. Sproul said. He said when Paul identifies himself with the official title, Paul the apostle, Paul an apostle, he is claiming a divine authority, and as such can impose duties and obligations to anyone who hears his voice. So in this time, apostles kind of had, they were the authorities who were teaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. They were the ones who were laying it out and saying, this is what Christ said that, that it needs to be. And, and we sat under him. We saw him rise. We are the ones who have been given the authority to teach this. And so Paul was basically associating himself with us, with that, why did he need to establish this, this authority? We talked about this. The Judaizers, they're attacking him. They're attacking his testimony. They're saying, no, he's not. They're trying to combat him. They're trying to downplay him because Paul was preaching that salvation comes in Christ alone. And, and this is where the rub is going to be. And when you read through uh, large chunks, especially of the New Testament, the, the main time that people, religious leaders, accuse somebody of preaching something false or something contrary to what the Bible says, they always compare it to what the Bible says in the Old Testament. Now, what I am not doing right here, because I know what you're saying in your mind, you're like, oh, here goes Anthony. Don't have to pay attention to the Old Testament, only the New Testament. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the gospel that Paul is preaching, when he says, we're going to get to this in verse 3, that he came and died for our sins, he's saying that that has been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we have freedom now. And so it's not a negation of, but it is a fulfillment of, and that is key and vital to understanding the New Testament understanding of salvation, which means that there does not have to be sacrifices anymore. Right. Which basically destroys the temple system because that's how they made money was people came in, they brought their tithes, they brought their sacrifices and the priests made their living off of that. And Jesus comes and fulfills that and says, you don't have to do that anymore. Right. So they're upset about that because their, their way of life realistically is being challenged. And so what do they do? Well, they're going to empty the cross of the power because the cross is the one that, that gave this new power and the cross is the one that fulfilled the sacrificial system. So they're saying, oh, the cross isn't enough. It has to be the cross plus this. It has to be the cross plus that. It has to be this. And 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 there's adding to it. And that's where this heresy begins. It, it's, it's not heresy until you say this, this was not good enough. What Jesus did was not good enough. And anytime you add something to Jesus on the cross you're saying that the cross is not good enough because you have to have the cross plus mm -hmm. Jesus yep. plus. And so this is really where a lot of these heresies begin. And this is where the Judaizing heresy began. And so what this does is it shows that a central denial of the gospel is the main component of a heresy. And it's not saying you're not saying that you're, you're denying all of the gospel, but you're just picking this one thing and saying, this isn't good enough. And that one thing is typically 
Jesus. Yeah. If if Jesus isn't, if you have to add to the gospel, if you have to add to the message of the cross in order to achieve salvation. Yeah. Whatever, however you want to word that, then Jesus's death was worthless. Yes. Like, like it, it, it doesn't, it didn't matter. Yes. Because if Jesus's death didn't accomplish what he set out to do, then there's no point to the sacrifice. That's right. That's exactly right. And so what that does, Paul lays this out here, and then he goes into this message that he's going to proclaim, verses 3 through 5. So why don't you take us through this message here that Paul proclaims in verses 3 through 5. Sure. So um, he's going to start with um, sending his greetings of grace and peace. Um, Those are going to be like recurring themes, I think, throughout the Mm -hmm. throughout the letter here. Um, It's really just like he it was really interesting. Um, Grace in the Greek is um, how they would say hello. Yep. And then peace in Hebrew is how they say hello. Yes. So um, Paul here is basically saying grace and peace, letting it be known that this message is for Jew and Gentile. It's for anyone who reads this letter is open to the message that you're about to get. Yeah. Um, And so he is, um, he's going to go into how salvation comes by grace alone. Um, that's solo gratia, gratia. How do you say that? Gratia. Sola gratia. You always leave me with the words <laughs> that I can't pronounce. God, <laughs> killing me. Sola gratia. Um, and then um, from the passage that we read just a minute ago, this, this is where the gospel gets summed up. Mm-hmm. Like the, the entirety of the gospel is going to get summed up here. The gospel is grace that comes from the from God the Father and Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age. Yes. Um, so, really, this message of the gospel starts with this phrase "from God the Father," mm-hmm. um, and, and in in throughout the book of Galatians, but especially here in the first few verses, that phrase "God the Father" is um, comes up several times and it's Paul emphasizing that believers have become children of God through adoption and they now have this loving merciful father who ta- who cares for them yeah. and is involved deeply in their lives he he's 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 getting to the point where you no longer have to keep all the rules and keep keep the law and hope that it's enough for God to be satisfied with you or for yeah. it's a hope that it's enough for you to have earned your salvation, whatever that, whatever, however you want to word that Paul is saying here, look, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, which is enough, we now have the, we now can now have a loving relationship with a father mm-hmm. who is intimately involved in every aspect of our life. Yeah. Um, and, and Paul's going to, he's going to lay it out here. He's going to, he's basically splitting, 
splitting everyone into two camps. He's going to split them into the those who are truly believing in the gospel and truly believe in the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And what he's telling them is that that gospel is definitively God-centered. Yeah. The gospel of Christ without anything added to it, without any, um, you know, um, uh, what's the word? I, there's a word I want to use, but I don't know if I can use it. The um, without any like twisting of the gospel, without any um, like hijacking of the gospel. If if the gospel of Christ is true, then that is definitively God centered. Yeah. If you add the law to the gospel, or if you add tradition or rules or um, it things from outside of scripture that on their face are good, but if you add them and say these are authority, then that makes it man-centered. Yeah. And and you know, man can be well intentioned, but man is still a fallen uh being. Yeah. And man man is still capable and very likely to lead you astray. God cannot do that. God cannot lead you astray because that's yeah. not in his character. Um, and so to truly believe in the gospel of Christ and to truly believe in that, um, to know that we have a father that loves us and cares for us and wants to be intimately involved in every detail of our lives and is intimately involved in everything that happens mm-hmm. in our lives. Um Paul, I feel like I feel like Paul is almost like banging his head on the table, like trying to figure out, like, <laughs> why can't you figure this out? That it's not you don't have to add anything, and God cares for you and loves. Is like, you know, it, it it's what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. So he is um, going to call them the foolish Galatians a couple of more times before this is over. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all of that kind of kind of to say that Paul here is. Lay, continuing to lay the the foundation for what he's going to talk about throughout the letter, yeah, and it, which is that God loves you, God is our Father. We've been adopted into His family mm-hmm. through the blood of Jesus, and it's the blood of Jesus alone that gets us there. It's not anything we do. It's not anything that our ancestors have ever done. It's not how well we live or how poorly we live. It's solely the blood of Christ alone that gets us that um, access to God, the father. Yeah. Um, now the only thing that's left up to us is to accept the gift. But once you've accepted that gift that you, you, it can't be revoked. It can't be yes. taken away. It can't be, you don't lose it. So, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, there's, um, there's the message proclaimed. Um, and I guess, uh, we'll get into this final section here, Anthony, um, which is the gospel is mercy displayed. So, yeah. uh, why don't you get us into uh, get us started into that? So this is this is really where we're going to kind of land our conversation on and talking about really what we what the Book of Galatians is is after, which is legalism. And so Paul's message in this letter is going to go directly against what you were just talking about, adding anything to the gospel, making it man-centered. 
Um, and so he he's going to he's going to lay out these arguments and saying why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? This is the way you need to do it. That's the way you need to do it. Um, and and it's going to be couched in and surrounded by a language that says mercy and grace are yours. Therefore, carry your life in such a way that mercy and grace are yours. Mm. And. And we have to understand that mercy and grace must be undeserved because if yeah. they're deserved, they're not mercy and they're not grace. Right. You know, that's, it, it's, it's the, it's, if, if it's deserved, then it's consequences, whether good or bad, if it's deserved, then it's consequences. If it's undeserved, then it's mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. And so let, let's look at the that scripture as a whole. What does what does our sin deserve? Well, it deserves death. But because we have the possibility of grace and mercy in our lives, we have life. And so we we have this is this is the good news of the gospel. This is how the gospel should be presented as something that is life giving to men. Because in your sin, you are dead. But because of the work of Christ, not anything that you did, you have mercy and you have grace at your disposal, which means you can have life, mm-hmm. which is undeserved. Right. And so what happens here is legalism comes into the picture and says, no, there's a thing that you have to do in order to get that, which means if there's anything you have to do in order to get that, then it ceases to become grace and it becomes legalism at that point because you're saying Christ did this and now you have to do this to kind of finish it and then you can have mercy and grace. Well, that's not mercy and grace. That's not what mercy and grace are. And so let's talk for just a minute about what legalism is. You know, let's define it now so that we can, as we talk about it through this entire book, we can have a frame of reference about what we're talking about when we say legalism. So what Mm -hmm. is legalism? Give us the first thing that legalism is. Yeah, so legalism is when you are working in and on your own power. Mm -hmm. So that is like you believe in Jesus, you believe in the work of the cross, you believe that his death is able to save you from sin yeah, and the punishment of sin, but also you feel the need to add something to, to that. You, you feel like it's not, it's not quite enough. Like Jesus alone isn't enough. So yeah. you're working. It's like you're, you're trying to earn you're still trying almost trying to earn it a little bit you know it's yeah. like um oh i've got to uh volunteer at the soup kitchen or i need to um i have to go to church every time it's open or i have to um serve in an serve one hour and go to service another hour or i ha- like you're trying to add to the work of Jesus mm-hmm. um and you're doing that because you feel because you feel like the work of Jesus isn't adequate yeah. um David Platt has has this quote from the um from one of the commentaries that we're using here he says 
if you tamper with and add anything to grace, you lose the whole gospel. Mm. And this is why Paul opposes adding human work to the work of Christ for salvation. Um, and, and some of those things like volunteering at a soup kitchen is good. Like that's a good thing to do. But if you feel like you have to do that to mm. get, um, you know, get check marks with Jesus, then you've missed the point of the gospel. You know, Dude, if you've, I'm adding check marks with Jesus. That that's a great one. <laughs> I'm, but but like, but if you but if if you feel like you've got to do whatever it is, and yeah. a lot of times it's good stuff. Like serving in your church or serving in your local community is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you should be doing that out of an overflow of the. Um, gratefulness for what God has done in your life, not out of an obligation to earn your salvation or earn standing with Jesus. Right. Yep. Um, and and it's, it's a lot of like, you know, we talk about things that get in the way um, of people following Jesus. Like a lot of times it's stuff that are objectively good things. Like yeah. they, you know, whether it's, gosh, I don't, I can't think of a good example right now. If it was like, oh, we don't go to, we didn't go to church last week because our kids had a travel game. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but what are you teaching your kid that's important right now? Yeah. Like, objectively, there's nothing wrong with travel sports. But if it starts getting in the way of your family being in church, then that's a problem. Yes. The same thing here. Like, if, if you are so focused on your serving because you are trying to earn, good standing with God that you're missing the point of your serving. Yeah. Then it, then it's a problem. Um, and so there's that. Um, and then there's also, uh, I'll just, this is a quick one here. I'll, I'll just do this one too. So, um, so we're working on our, we're working on in our own power. You're working in your own rules. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I feel like we talked about this maybe last week in the, in the setup, where you have um, people who want to add to scripture, like yep. want to add authority to things that are not scripture. Um, yes. So you're taking anything outside of what scripture has already prescribed. Yeah. And that is making your own rules. Again, there are things that you could read great books on um, uh, books of the Bible. Like you could read books written by other people about Galatians. So like that's what we're doing. We're, we're, yeah. we're going through a lot of books trying to figure out how to, how to adequately discuss and digest and, and, and absorb what we're reading in this, in the study mm-hmm. here. But we cannot hold these books with any kind of authority over what scripture is already laid out. That's right. Um, you can read a book on leadership. You can read a John Maxwell book or a fill in the blank book, whoever, but it cannot hold authority in your life over what scripture says. Yep. And if the thing written by man contradicts, contradicts scripture, always go with scripture. Every time. Always. A hundred percent. Always go with scripture. <laughs> because again, man is flawed. Man has fallen. Man will fall forever. Yes. Scripture has never failed. Scripture is true. And 
um, has stood the test of time and will stand the test of time. Yeah. And so if our if we are going to claim that our authority is in scripture, then we cannot live our life in a way where our authority is in things other than scripture. That's right. So um so legalism is working on our own power, working on our own rules. What's the last thing uh when we talk about legalism that we see? So the the kind of summary of both of those together uh, leads to the third one, which the third one is working to earn God's favor. So, but but it's I mean it's the building it's it's the capstone of what creates a legalist or or somebody yeah. who falls into legalism is you're earning God's favor. You're trying to do things that say this is going to be what makes me right with God. This is going to be um, what's what's good enough. For God to let me into heaven. This is going to be the thing. You're earning, you're trying to do something in your own power that mm-hmm. says what I do is going to be good enough. Yeah. And and there's a there's a quote from a, one of the commentaries that I picked up, and I really like this quote. Um, and so I'll I'll, I'll kind of end with this and then we're gonna have some discussion questions here. But it says anything added to the gospel, religion, feelings, obedience biblical imperatives and you nullify its sufficiency Mm. that i mean and and that hits hard religion you're adding religion to the gospel and you're nullifying the sufficiency of the gospel Mm -hmm. it is complete nothing else is needed it is objective standing true regardless of your feelings in a given moment yeah and it is god-centered it is about what he has done, not what you do. And anytime that you hear somebody's vocabulary change from this is what God did to this is what I did, it should it should raise your red flags really fast. Yeah. Because everything that we do, and 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 this is something that I I've try to teach my children is whatever you do, if if it's successful, you give glory to God. You say, man, I could not have done that in my own power. God gave me the strength. You give glory to God for the success that you have. And if you fail, guess what? You still give glory to God. Yeah. You know what? I gave it my best and and I did everything that I could. And I want God to know that I gave every everything that I could. And if it wasn't successful, then it was it was for God that I was not successful. Yeah. Because we, we get so caught up in what we're doing, whether we're succeeding or failing, succeeding or failing. And we think, Oh, well, if the success happens, it's us. And if the failure happens, it's because God didn't want us to do something. You know, Mm -hmm. that that's the way we, we pivot that. And, and, but if we, if we look at it from a different perspective and say, if we succeed, it's because of God, it's because of what God did. And if we fail, it's because of what God didn't do. He didn't allow us to succeed for whatever reason. He wanted to give us, he wanted to teach us a lesson. He mm-hmm. wanted us to learn something, a character trait, a biblical truth. There's something in there for you to learn. And so see both success and failure as ways to give glory to God. Because when we do, then we begin to have a mindset mm-hmm. that's focused on a God-centered gospel. Yeah. And and one that that really works to protect from 
adding anything else and and falling into the trap of legalism. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's as we kind of as we walk through this, I want to do this kind of each week. This is going to be something different that we have we've never done before. But let's just give some questions. Let's think about something that we can reflect on this week on Galatians chapter one, verses one through five. Sure. So as you're, um, as you've, you know, as you've been listening to this, I'm sure things have been um, kind of hitting, hitting home for you, maybe in different ways. Um, and just some things to think about that, you know, if you want to go back and listen to it and listen to this episode again and uh, think of, you know, think about these questions, then for sure do that. But um, so think about in what ways, there's three questions here, really. In what ways do we add to the gospel? In what ways do we, um, on purpose or on accident, do we live our lives in a way that mm-hmm. it's Jesus plus something else? Um, you know, sure, like we talked about, things can objectively be good, but they shouldn't have, and they shouldn't have like authority. They shouldn't have, uh, um, like they shouldn't dictate our truth and dictate our, yeah. um, our worldview. And they cannot have those things. So, um, in in what ways do we add to the gospel? Um, think about how does legalism, as we've discussed it tonight, undermine the gospel? How, mm-hmm. how does it how does it take away, water down the gospel? Um, and finally, um, really, the last big question here is how. What are some practical steps that you can take to avoid legalism? Um, and 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 maybe like a sub question here, just it was like, how can we how do how do we truly rely on the gospel of Christ alone mm. to save us? Um, so so be, just just be thinking about those things as we um as you go through the week. Um, and if you have any thoughts on any of those, then we'd love to hear from you on that, and we'll uh, share with you how to uh reach out to us um here in a minute, but uh. Anthony, if you don't have anything else to say tonight, I'd love to pray for us and get rolling. Would you pray for us? Let's do it. Um, so, God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for um, thank you for your word. Thank you for the book of Galatians. Thank you for Paul. Um, thank you for inspiring Paul to write this letter um, to the church. And God, let's pray that tonight, um, as we've gone through this, that we've been challenged to uh, to see areas in of our own lives where uh, we've allowed legalism um, to to creep in. God, I pray you convict us of, of any of that. And I pray that you help us to um, just live like we truly trust in uh, the gospel of Jesus alone, that we trust in his work on the cross alone, um, that we trust in what you did uh, through him. Um, and uh, we trust in what you did through him alone. Um, God, I pray that you um, just help us to live more like Jesus each day, um, see other people how you see them, and um, just give us opportunities to love um, love other people, God. Um, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your character. We thank you for your great love, your grace, your mercy that you pour out on us so freely. Um, God, we're just so uh, thankful that you... Um, continue to work, continue to move. God, we just uh, trust that you continue to do that. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
Amen. Well, Michael, if people wanted to reach us on social media platforms to discuss these questions with us, where would they do that? If you'd like to discuss anything we've discussed on tonight's episode, or if you'd like to send any suggestions for better beers to find, um, you can reach us on Instagram at beers and Bible underscore. It's been a while since I did this, so forgive me. I'm trying to have to think about it. At beers and Bible underscore on Instagram. We're on Twitter at beers and Bible P1. Mm-hmm. Facebook is beers and Bible podcast. I think there's a couple other ones out there, but ours is the one with the logo that you see on your podcast listening platform that you're listening to this right now. Um, and then you can old school email us beers and Bible podcast at gmail.com. Again, anything that you'd like to share with us about this episode, anything you'd like to, um, any beers you'd like for us to try to hunt down. We'd love to hear that from you. Um, and you know, send this episode to some people that you'd like to uh, maybe have listen to it because sharing is caring. I hear. <laughs> I have to teach. I'm having, I'm having to teach. I'm having to teach my five year old that. So that's just kind of like sharing is caring. <laughs> he doesn't want to share with his one year old brother. So it's it's fun at our house most of the time. So, but yeah, that's where you can reach us. Well, until next week, I hope that your beer stays cold and your Bible stays open. And we will see you later. Peace out.